Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Holidays from Performance Anxiety, part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mark, and this show is kind of like a stocking stuffer. It's a short update from Mark Lanigan. Since he came on the podcast last time, his book has been a huge success, winning several awards. And an updated version is out now with a forward by legendary bassist Peter Hook from Joy Division, New Order, and Peter Hook and the Light. Mark has also recorded and released the audiobook version. He's releasing his Dark Mark Does Christmas album with four extra tracks, and I got mine. Check Rough Trade for availability and follow Mark on social media. Follow us at Performance ANX. Subscribe, rate, and review, and maybe consider buying us a cup of coffee for Christmas. Go to ko-fi.com slash performance anxiety. There's no commitment. I hope you enjoy this short update. It's just a little gift from us to you on the Pantheon Podcast Network. So, I, I, the first thing I, I wanted to ask, actually, a loyal listener of the show wanted to, to know if uh, you're in Europe right now, and uh, he was kind of wondering if that's a permanent thing, or if it's, it's uh, just a, for a little while, or if you're looking for a new home over there. Yeah, I'm uh, in the process of making it permanent. Wow. That's a big move, man. I've talked about doing something like that with my family and all at some point but uh i don't know man i don't know if i could do that that's a that's a big step well it's something that i've thought about for a long time as well and it makes sense for me because i'd say 85 percent of my business is in europe and yeah. the uk so and that i mean i can really do what i do anywhere but being right. over here it's easy to pop over and do a festival or because my band is all Belgian guys and has been for years. Um, it's being over here. It's just uh, better for me. I can do a weekend here, weekend there instead of having to do, you know, a whole tour whenever I come over. It's not a 12 hour flight. <laughs> yeah. That cuts down on, uh, on some of the travel expenses, I guess. <laughs> the last time you were on, you know, the, uh, book had not quite come out you were actually unpacking them as we were talking and uh it's been a huge success i mean it's it's been a really 
well received and 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 been up for awards like rough trade has it for a book of the year Had, did you expect that kind of response from it were you hoping for that kind of i guess i mean i guess you were hoping for it but you know i i didn't i was actually ignorant of uh, rough trade's book of the year or <laughs> that stuff i hadn't really ever paid attention to it so i wasn't uh, Counting on any of that shit because I didn't know it existed. Right. <laughs> but yeah. It's it's been been a pleasant surprise, sure. Yeah, and and there's a new edition coming out with a foreword done by Peter Hook of Joy Division, New Order, Peter Hook and the Light. How did he get involved with the book? Well, I've, I've known Peter for a number of years, and have joined him on stage a couple times. He's joined me on stage. I'm good friends with his son Jack. Who plays bass in uh, Smashing Pumpkins? Yeah, and in the light. But uh, you know, he had read the book and was enthusiastic about it. And when it came time to do this new edition, he was the uh, sort of the obvious choice. You know, he's written yeah. three books himself. <clears throat> he's a great guy. He and I, I know uh, Jack has been on the the podcast before, and and he and Peter do a weekly Instagram videos and he talks about the book actually quite a bit during these chats he has with jack so it's he's he's definitely singing its praises so the audiobook yeah. has come out recently too one of the questions i have after reading the book and, and now listening to the audiobook because i can't it it's a good way for me to actually listen to it to to get through the book again while i'm doing things like my day job which i'd, I'd rather be reading your book than my day job but is after after uh, all your time with the trees, what, was it harder to record vocals for the trees or do the audiobook? Well, it was much harder recording the audiobook than the other recording I've ever done. Yeah? I mean, I, I actually said, you know, I'm going to knock this out in two days, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And about three weeks in, I was on chapter four. Um, oh, man. There was, there was a few reasons why it was it became a slog. Um, my studio in LA, which is, was great for recording, you know, records wasn't really soundproof. And the, uh, the outline for the audio book was a lot more stringent than any, you know, recording requirements that I had faced before. And I had done a, you know, fair amount of voiceover and stuff as well, but this was a different beast. They wanted me to speak slowly and, I noticed that, uh, you know, when I was speaking slowly, it sounded like I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so in redoing a lot of it you know, with my country accent, it was, it ended up sounding like, you know, the hillbilly Foster Brooks. Oh, gee. <laughs> and I also had to do it at nighttime because, you know, the car is going by in the day. Oh. And I had to do it with the, with the lights off because there was a noticeable hum from the lights. And oh I was God. recording it in the wintertime. Even in L.A. in the wintertime, it's fairly chilly at night. And uh, so I was underneath a you know, quilt in the dark with just some, you know, one lamp over my head. <laughs> right now, I've got a picture of you like... A little kid kind of in his bed underneath the quilt, re- trying to read with it by a, a little flashlight, not getting caught by his parents. But you're actually recording a book this time. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. You're also re-releasing 
the Dark Mark Does Christmas album. And that original release was just, it was just six tracks and a 12-inch that was, only, was it only available on a, during a tour, like 2012 touring? Well, I, I made it, I had a couple of Christmas shows um, in 2012. One was in the Netherlands, one was in Belgium. And I sort of did that on the whim one afternoon with Alan Johannes. And I've always sold it uh, at my merch table. It ended up being my most enduring uh, bootleg. Yeah. <laughs> and I've probably sold more of that than anything else through the years. I've always kept it in print. And I had thought about making it, um, you know, an, an official release a number of times. And when Rough Trade approached me about doing that, I was, you know, ready to let it go. Wow. The new release is actually, it's expanded now, though. From what I understand, it's, it's five, is there five new tracks? And then is there one that's, that was left off from the original? No, there was six on the original, and I added four new tracks. Okay, okay. So what I was reading was incorrect then. Okay, so so there's four new tracks. And we're recording this on uh, a couple of days after Thanksgiving. And it's it's going to be released on the 4th. And it, I don't think the entire track list has been released yet. Um, can you tell me what tracks are, are being added and why? Or, or is there a reason why you pick certain tracks? Is there any connection for you? Well, when I originally did it, I was kind of looking for the darkest Christmas tunes I could find. Yeah. And that wasn't, wasn't really easy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I ended up doing a Rocky Erickson song in the original release just because he mentioned Christmas in it. The candles in my candelabra burn hellishly in hellish hell. And the laughter unending echoes through the haunted house. A little Christmas spirit ghostly haunting deadly spirit. Every creature is stirring. Even the mouth. So burn. So burn. Burn the flames. Higher, higher. Writing a couple of originals. And Rough Trade had specifically asked me to do In the Bleak Midwinter, which is an old Irish song. Wow. And um, about a week after I had pressed up the original release, I heard that song for the first time and I was kicking myself because I hadn't known about it beforehand because it was so perfect for this record. Oh, man. When they asked me for that, I was like, okay, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> In the bleak midwinter, frosty winds made moan. Bursted hard as iron, water like a stone. Snow had fallen, snow on snow, snow on snow. Actually, Greg Dooley turned me on to it. It was a Everly Brothers song called Christmas Eve Can Kill You. Oh, wow. <laughs> I have to check that out because I'm not familiar with, with that. I like the Everly Brothers a lot, but I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah, it's a great tune. Is there a, a reason you're doing it in 2020? Is it just because of the uh, shit year that it's been that you want to release a, re redo some Dark Mark stuff? Or is there another any other reason? 
Well, like I said, Rough Shrink approached me about putting it out. Okay. And that was really the, you know, the um, driving force behind it. All right. Like and I it, said, I oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was, I was going to say, it, it's, is it a, I, I noticed on the pre-order page that it's, it's looking like it's a limited physical release is, I think it was, Rough Trade was showing a thousand CD copies and 1500 LPs. Is that the the plan or is it just like the, the first run? Um, I don't know. It sounds like you know more about it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> is it, now is it available digitally? Will it be available in Italy? Oh, digitally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go through Europe country by country. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm fairly certain it'll be available digitally. Yeah, man. That's, that's really all I wanted to, to ask you about. I just wanted to get some updates on the, uh, the dark Mark Christmas album and congratulate you on the success of the book. Mark, man, look, thank you so much for, for uh, really indulging me with this. And uh, good luck with, with the move. Good luck with the Dark Mark album and continued success with the book. Thanks a lot, man. Through the pinewood trees I stuck my hands down deep inside my coat I think of years ago And half-remembered Christmas trees And faces that still warm me with their glow Footsteps in the snow The sound of one man walking through the snow Can break your heart But stopping doesn't help So on I'll go And Christmas Eve can kill you When you're trying to hit your ride to Uh, crackers, napkins, Clorox disinfecting bleach, check. Now roses, uh, what if they wilt? Attention shoppers, Clorox disinfecting bleach is a great way to keep flowers fresh for longer. It'll even work for that uh, ink stain on your shirt. Ah, not again. Clean anything with the versatile Clorox disinfecting bleach. Discover more hacks at Clorox.com learn.